Good morning. How are you? You well? Well, someone says I look sharp. And so are you. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad to see you today. Did you bring your Bibles? Well, as you stand, lift up your Bibles together with me. If it's a phone, it must be a smartphone. Hallelujah. Say, this is my Bible. And I love it. This morning, I declare my life will never, ever be the same again because of this Bible. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your Bibles down. Give the Lord a hand clap offering. Somebody, somebody celebrate God in this house. I've just come from out there, the Mnet are recording comedy. They are making some records of comedy. And they are very noisy. Here we are celebrating Jesus. And you are less noisy. No, 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 we cannot be. We must be noisy so that they come and find out what's going on in there. Somebody celebrate the Lord in this house. Somebody make a joyful noise here. Hallelujah. I'll tell you never next time. You don't celebrate God. Don't sit next to me. Let's be seated, please. He's sitting too far from you. <laughs> well, then you should have, I should have told him what I'm going to tell you now. Tell him, neighbor, next time you sit next to me and you celebrate the Lord, I'll write you a check. You'll make people want to come and sit next to you next time. So that they, you, can, you can celebrate the Lord together with them. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. I, I want to do a, this session and then we'll take a break. Then I'll come and do another and anoint you. And then we, get, we, we leave this place. Is that okay? We need to finish what we started. Okay? We are in First Kings, uh, First Samuel chapter 17 now. Was it Kings or Samuel? Samuel. I know there's Samuel, there's Kings, there's Chronicles. We are talking about Samuel. There are two, three things I want to say. I want to speak about the anointing. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I want to talk about faith and fear. I want to talk about... I'm just giving you the points. Just in case I forget them, you remember what I wanted to tell you. <laughs> because I'm trying to change your thinking. Praise the name of the Lord. And I've just worked on two points. Number one, don't compare yourself with other people. Amen? Number two, the one whom God appoints, he anoints. We worked on that yesterday. We are finishing with that yesterday. God looks at your heart. Am I clear now? Now we want to go on the third and just and fourth point and see if we can be done with this session of what I wanted to say out of 1 Samuel chapter 16 and chapter 17. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you understanding me, friends? Point number three is that the devil does not know what God is planning to do today. Neither does the devil know what you are thinking until you open your mouth. 
Someone said, if you get into a group of intellectuals or even lawyers or even judges and you keep quiet, at the end of the day, they'll think you are one of them. It's until you open your mouth, they realize, how did you come into this room? Because they'll realize you're not talking the legal language, neither are you talking the accounting language or the engineering language. You understand what I'm trying to say? And it is important you understand that the devil does not know what God is planning to do in your life, even today. Some of us think and assume that the devil is all-knowing like God is all-knowing. Only God is all-present, all-knowing, all-powerful. Are you understanding me, church? The devil is limited in what he knows, limited in, what, in his power, limited in his presence. If he's in Kampala, he's not in Nairobi. I thought that would make some of you happy. That if he's, that if he's in New York, then he's not in Kampala. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Only God is able to be in New York, in Kampala, in Nairobi, and in Hong Kong at the same time. But the devil can only be in one place at one time. Why do I say that? Because in Job, he says, I am going to and fro over all the earth, trying to see whom I may devour. In other words, he's running up and down. And Peter confirms it. Your adversary, the devil, is also running to and fro. He cannot be in this all places at the same time. He can only be in one place at one time. Am I talking to somebody here? He's not all-knowing. The Bible says, if the devil knew what the death of Jesus would have done, he would not have killed him. He killed him because he thought he's finishing him. Only he did not know that by the death of Jesus, he was finishing himself. Am I talking to somebody here? And if he knew that Goliath would have died that morning after 40 days, he would not have allowed Goliath to come out. Because on the 40th day, in that, now I'm in First Samuel chapter 17, of Goliath's boast, there's a young man who had arrived on the battlefield. But this young man had not come to fight. This young man had brought food for his brothers. If the devil knew that this young man would kill Goliath, he would not have allowed him to boast that day. Am I, am I teaching you something here? So as you leave this place, I want you to know what God is planning for. It's only God who says, I know the plans that I have for you. I know the thoughts that I have for you. Somebody say amen. The enemy does not know, but Jehovah knows. Come on, push on him for me. Tell him Jehovah knows. Yes, he knows the thoughts. He knows the plans. He knows the designs he has for your life. Can you say amen? amen? What the enemy does, the only power the enemy has over your life is what you have allowed him because of one thing, fear. And that's where fear and faith comes in. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. And hearing God's word. In the same way, fear comes by hearing. And hearing not God's word, but the word of men or the word of the devil. Somebody talk to me here. Fear and faith. Say with me, fear and faith. One more time, say fear and faith. Are parallel like railway lines. Have you ever seen the railway line? There are always two, two tracks. Do you know they never meet? They'll run all the way from Kampala to Mombasa, but they never meet anywhere. But you know what? Wherever faith goes, fear goes. 
When faith turns, fear also turns. And they are so close to one another. Can I continue? That sometimes we don't know when we have jumped from faith to fear. And that is one of the major enemies of the devil. Are you understanding me, friends? In the book of Genesis chapter 3, I started, I talked to, when I was talking to the young people the other day, I showed them this scripture. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 10, is someone on the computer? Thank you. This is Adam. Adam is a friend of God. Adam is the, was created before all of us. Remember his story? Come on, do you remember his story? Then the enemy comes in his life and causes Adam to disobey God. Remember that picture now? So in the evening, God still comes for fellowship. The way he used to come for fellowship every time. And the Bible says on this particular day, as God is coming, verse 10, we agreed we are reading together. What does it say? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid. Are you seeing fears coming? See why? Because every day, God and Adam used to meet for fellowship. Oral Robert says, God would come down and say, Hello, Adam. And Adam would look up and say, Hello, God. And they would have fellowship as they walk in, walked in the cool of the day. But on this particular day, God comes to their place of meeting, regular meeting, and discovers Adam is not there. So he's calling out, Adam, Adam, where are you? And that's when Adam says, I heard your what? Your voice. You see, when fear comes in, the voice of God makes you afraid. That's why we were being taught yesterday by Laban. Go back to that bridal love. Because in the bridal love, you like to hear the voice of your lover. My beloved is mine, and I am his, and his banner over me is love. And you need to read the book uh, of, of the songs of Solomon, and the story of the Shunammite woman and Solomon, and the way they are talking to one another in that story. It's like the story of Jesus and his church. Somebody say amen. Amen. So it's like a lover coming to look for another lover and discovers he's run away and he says, you know what? Today I heard your voice and I was afraid. If your wife fears your voice, you're in trouble. It could be a crooked, uh, no, crooked, croaking. Yes, croaking, eh? not crooked. Croaking is the word. Eh? It could be croaking like a frog. But to your wife, it is music. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Yeah? Your wife was maybe deep. It could be someone would be mistaken. Is it a man? But to you, my brother, when she talks back, hey, you, 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 you might as well be listening to the greatest soprano in the world. Because of love. But suddenly someone says, I heard your voice. Come on, talk, read it with me, church. He says, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. And what did I do? And I hid myself. Then the question, verse 11 comes and he said, we are reading together and he said, who told you that you are naked? In other words, God is saying, hey, let's go back to what I told you first. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God says, let us make man, are we still together? 
I'm quoting scripture. I hope it is going up there. And God said, let us make man in our own image. Genesis 1.26. Are you there, my brother? I know you are a hard-working man. God bless you. He's a brother there. Oh, you're the one. Then God said, come on, let's pick it up. Then God said, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness and let them have what? Dominion over the fish of the sea. Go to verse 28 quickly. Go to verse 28. Go 28. Go 28. Then God uh -huh. and God said to them, who is he blessing? Pick it verse 27. Thank you for going to 27. Pick verse 27. So God created in his own image. In the image of God he created him. How many did he create? So women here, are you included? Yes. I say, ladies, are you included? Yes. So male and female, he created them. So what does he do with them? Verse 28. Then God blessed them. Ladies, are you blessed? Yes. We should be saying amen right there. Eh? So he blessed them. And what does God say to them? Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion. Somebody say amen. Yes. Come on, pick it again. So what does God say? Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. Where is naked? Are you seeing anything naked? See, God's word to him is be fruitful, hallelujah, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. What are you dominion on? You're having dominion over the fish of the sea, over the bat, over every living thing that moves on the earth. The King James says, you shall have dominion over everything that creepeth. <laughs> I like the King James in that score. Everything that does what? Creepeth. So if there's any witch that is creeping, if there's any witch that's trying to creepeth, that's why I like the King James. He's a bit poetical. Everything that does what? Creepeth. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's dangerous to creepeth against me. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Anything that creepeth against your business. They're not on this side. Let me stay in this area here. I say anything that creepeth against your career, against your future, against your family, you can overcome. You can subdue. You can have dominion. You can walk over it. Somebody say amen. And Jesus says, behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. You shall tread on scorpions and tread on snakes. I'm in the right church here. You shall tread on the lion, young lion and overcome. That's why I tell the devil, you are a, may God punish the devil and his mother-in-law because nothing he can, he brings against you after today shall be able to overcome you. Tell your neighbor, I've got authority, I've got anointing. Somebody say amen over everything that creepeth. That's why I tell the wizards, you're in trouble. After this service, anybody trying to cast a spell against your business, we are sending it back to the sender. You are not dying, they are dying. Suffer not a wish to live. Ooh. Are you understanding, friends? That's why God in chapter 3 is shocked when Adam is saying, What? I heard your voice. I was afraid. Why? I am naked. 
God is saying, of all the things I told you, I never told you you are naked. That's why he's asking him, who told you that? Ask your neighbor for me, who told you that? Eh? What, whatever it is you are believing, who told you that? Eh? You, who told you that? Because some of you are believing stuff that God has not told you. You are believing stuff that's not in the Bible. Talk to me, church. You are believing stuff that the Bible has not even mentioned about you, has not mentioned about you, but you are working on them, you know, oh, in this world it's good to be careful, oh, because these are, but the question is, who told you that? Where did you get it from? Whose voice are you listening to? Whose report do you believe? Talk to me, church. David has been given an anointing to be a what? A king. He goes to the ground on that day. The devil does not know who David is. He does not know the anointing he carries. Are you understanding me, friends? He still brings out Goliath. What is Goliath saying? He's causing fear in the hearts of the people. And indeed, the king is afraid. He has gone back to the palace. All the men for 40 days are saying, Oh my God, this man, for 40 days, he has humiliated us. He has embarrassed us. We shall, oh God, my God, all of them because of fear. Because that's what the devil does, is to bring fear in your life. Where does fear begin? It begins from doubt. When you begin to doubt what God has said, you are going towards fear. It's normally a sequence, actually. That brings you to a place whereby you are now double-minded. And James is very clear. A double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. And that man should not expect to receive anything from God. Why? Because you are double-minded. That's James chapter 1. From verse 3. Because some of you look at me as though I don't know what I'm quoting. <laughs> Give it, show it to them. James chapter 1, chapter 1 verse 3. And that's it. You are the ones on the computer, the three of you. Eh? You are the, oh, okay. Uh, no, that's not what I want. This is the trying of your faith, worketh patience. I'm looking for the one that says, if anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Get it quickly. Verse 5. Get it quickly. Yeah, there it is. I knew you are a clever man. God bless you. You are a man of God. Even though you are wearing a black t-shirt. Still a man of God. Praise God. Even me, I've got a black suit. We are men in black. If any of you... Are you seeing that? What does it say? If any of you lack what? Wisdom. Let him ask of God. That gives to all men what? Liberally. And where you put simpler English. Man, these are brave death not. Can you put the new King James in? These are brave death not. I, I like the King James in particular. But now not in this one. NK, okay. That's better now. Can we pick it again? <laughs> if anyone of you lacks what? Wisdom. Let him ask of God who gives to all heart. Liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him. But six quickly. But let him ask in what? In what? Okay. Why? With no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Why? He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Fear destabilizes you. Makes you begin to doubt the word of God. Let me give you a classic example. Shall I? Shall I? Yes. Jesus comes to his disciples 
walking on water. Matthew 14. From verse 25. These disciples have been on this boat. They've been tossing them to and fro. Until they are afraid they are going to die with water. Then at 3 a.m. Tell them about 3 a.m. They see a figure walking on the water. <laughs> and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, what did they say? It's a ghost. So they have double trouble. Everything now double, double. <laughs> so you have danger of water and danger of the ghost. So you have a choice. <laughs> Which is the better way to die? Die by drowning or die by a ghost? Are you getting there? Are you, are you, are you, are you seeing their bleak choice? Their, their choice was bleak indeed. <laughs> so they say it's a ghost. And they cried out for what? Fear. Go quickly. But immediately the word of God comes. Jesus spoke to them. Because faith comes by hearing. What does he say? Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Remove fear. Go back to the rail of faith. Stay on faith. It's I. Why? Because he had given them another word before. They started this journey. What was the word? Get into the boat. Let us meet on the other What he never told them is that there will be a storm between here and there. See, that's what God will never ever tell you. That's why you must learn to live one day at a time. Sweet Jesus, that's all I'm asking of you. Some of us, we want to get a revelation of the whole week weather forecast. You can get that from CNN. God will never tell you what will happen tomorrow because you may commit suicide today. But Jesus says, for sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. Matthew 6, 34. In other words, I've given you grace. For when? And that grace is for when? Don't share it for tomorrow. When tomorrow comes, there's dead. First love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every You've got to wake up every morning ready for new grace. But some of us say, no, tell us the whole year. He won't tell you. Am I talking to somebody here? He'll only give you the grace for today. And show you where to go today. Somebody say amen. amen. Your word oh Lord is a light. It's a lamp. And that's what I'll follow. Not the circumstances. So he tells them. Hey. Oh I'm back in Matthew 14. Thank you. Now you are working the way I like it. God bless you. I can see we can. Matthew 14. Verse 26, 27. Go back there. Thank you. Are you seeing that they were troubled? Jesus is already talking. Verse 27. Verse 27. Jesus, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Go to verse 28. I like verse 28. And Peter. Say, tell them, and Peter. 
Ah, say with a loud voice, and Peter. You see, in every crowd, there's a man who stands out. In the sons of Jesse, it was David. In the sons of Jacob, it was Joseph. In the children of Israel, it was Daniel. In Uganda, it is you. I've just prophesied to you, and some of you are looking like you, you, are, you are made out of asbestos. You cannot even catch fire. <laughs> Can I tell you, if that does not excite you, then nothing else ever will. Somebody say, Amen. Are you understanding me, church? You must realize that in, in your father's family, it is you. You may be number seven, but Peter told us, Ogan told us the other day, from number seven, you can become number one. When the anointing of God comes upon your life, you could have been last in your class, but you know Uganda examination cancel does not determine your future. There is a Jehovah who got my church here. Thank God for the examinations and thank God for but listen, you cannot determine your because someone gave you a D in geography. And you ask with them D, yes, D for dog. No, that D can become D for doctor. Somebody, I'm about to prophesy in this house. Did you know you are coming to listen to me? Are you ready for this download? Or should I, should we say the grace and go home? Somebody say amen. Are you understanding me, church? In, in the disciples of Jesus, there is always a Peter. And I believe there is a Peter in this house. Who starts life as a Simon. But becomes a rock. Somebody say amen. And Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you. What is the Peter? I command me to come to you on the water. In other words, Lord, if you can walk on the very thing that has been threatening my life, I want to join you there. How many of you know God is not afraid to share some of his glory together with you? He'll tell you like he told Moses, on a rock just near me I shall put my hand over you and you shall see the back part of me. am I in the right church here he's not afraid to tell you you want to walk on this water so you want to walk on this water you want to walk on this water Jesus was so secure in his calling. He did not care to share some of what he was doing with his disciples. He said, whatsoever things you see me do, if you believe in me, you shall do the same and even greater because I go back to my father and you are my... Am I in the right church here? Somebody say amen. Tell my neighbor, I told you yesterday, watch this space. Some of you in six months. They are not on this side. Let me prophesy. Some of you in six months. Some of you in one year. You shall come and talk to me and tell me, Bishop, I'm not where you left me. My life has never been the same again. My business has never been the same again. Somebody say, Amen. amen. Peter said, Lord, I like what you're doing. If it is you, I'd like to join you. What does Jesus say? In the next verse. And he said what? How many words? How many words did Jesus say? Eh? How many words? Just one finger. Just eh? what did you, how many words did he say? Show your neighbor one finger. Tell him, neighbor, one word from God will change your life. 
you don't need a sentence you don't need a paragraph you don't need a whole treatise you don't need a whole am i talking to somebody here you don't need a whole thesis jehovah god just one word changes your life tell your neighbor neighbor i believe i'm receiving my word some of you think when god speaks he must speak a whole paragraph he doesn't have to his word is so powerful that he speaks only one. And he just told him, come. And Peter said, you know what? Rest of you guys, stay where you are. I am going. We are looking for people who will tell the others, stay where you are. I have heard from God. He will take your leg out of that boat and say, watch me. As I go towards my destiny. Watch me as I go towards my future. I cannot do much about your past. But I thank God we have met today. My concern is about tomorrow. What happened to you yesterday? My sister, my brother may have no control over. Let it go. Settle it. Be at peace. But just say from today, me and God shall change my future. Me and Jesus shall fashion my future. Me and the Holy Spirit shall fashion my future. Somebody say amen. My former husband could have controlled my yesterday, but thank God he's no longer in my life. But Jesus is still in my life. And I shall take the word of Jesus. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to who? To Jesus. I propose to you, Peter did not walk on water. Because when he started walking on the water, he sank. He was walking on the word that holds everything together. There are some things you shall do in your life, not because of the papers you have, but because of the word you have received. Am I in the right church here? The papers you have don't qualify you. But the word you have received qualifies you. I'm about to close this meeting because this download looks too heavy for some of you. David did not qualify even to be a soldier in Saul's army. But he arrives on the scene when Goliath was boasting. And it was too bad for Goliath because there comes a young man who did not have the papers to qualify. He was not the right age the right height, he did not have the papers, but he had the anointing and he had connected with his destiny career. Am I talking to somebody here? And David says, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? And the man is trying to threaten him with words to bring fear in him, but David remains steadfast on what the Lord has said. Am I talking to somebody here? I'm trying to wind this thing down so you can go for break. So co cooperate with me. Tell your neighbor, cooperate with him. Stop sleeping. Hallelujah. There are times I allow people to sleep in my meeting when I'm talking about vision and dreams. I allow you to sleep to get a dream and a vision. 
I tell you, don't wake him up. <laughs> Hallelujah. But this time, I don't want you to sleep. I want you to remain awake. Are we, are we still friends? But when, read for me, what does he say now? But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was what? Are you seeing he has moved from, how, how quickly he has moved from faith to fear? Two tracks are always running in your life. And they are so close. So close to one another. Something will just happen. The height of Goliath. Nine feet, nine inches. Who is the tallest man here? Let me see. You think you are the tallest. Six foot four. I talk about a man, not a woman. See some ladies putting up their hands. Paul. There is a one taller than Paul. You are six foot what? Six foot five inches. No, no, no. No problem. Then raise your hands. No, no. There's something I want him. Just keep quiet. Raise just one hand. Raise one hand as high as you can go. Goliath, just put it up. Goliath was that tall. Where his hand is reaching. That's how tall Goliath was. Now imagine if you are just a young man and a man, you stand again. Who told you to sit down? So you come here now. Come quickly. So that the camera can come on you. And look intelligent when you are here, okay? You shall be on this video. So look intelligent, eh? Now put up one hand. Keep just as tall as you can. Now, Goliath was that tall. Are you understanding me now? Now imagine someone, Billy, come, my brother Billy. I'm not saying you are, I'm not saying you are vertically challenged. I'm just asking, no, there's a reason. Billy, you are my friend. Come on, don't embarrass me now. You stand here. Are you understanding me now? Now, if, if you're putting up, because Billy is standard height, he's like me. Five foot eight. We are standard. Do you understand me now? If you are taller than us, you are too tall. If you are shorter than us, you are too short. We are standard, standard height. Alright? Now, imagine if you are just standard height, like Billy and me, and you see a man that tall, huge, with a javelin and a spear. Are you understanding me now? And a shield so heavy that he has got to get an armor bearer to carry it and you are having only stones. If, you are, if it was me and you, you would think twice. You would say, excuse me, I think uh, Saul was right. Eh? I might have, imagine these are two personalities of the same person. I think Saul was right. I think we've made a mistake. We should not have come out. Look at that size. Oh my God. How shall we? You see, that's what fear is telling you. And the man is not quiet. The man is talking back. And the mouth is somewhere here. And he's talking to you today. I shall feed you to the birds. You am I a dog? You know, oh my God. What did he say? Do you understand me now? Are you, are you understanding me now? But, God bless you, my brother. Thank you. Well, you know, you, I'm not done with you. This is Billy. That was Goliath. What does Billy do? Instead of looking at Goliath, he looks behind. And whom does he see? He sees Jehovah God. And he realizes, you know what? My God is greater, greater than the mouth. 
mountain. Where is my musicians here? My God is awesome. Where is your microphone? Is it this one? Are we sharing microphones? Next time I'll come with my own microphone. Next day I'll come with my own microphone. Are you understanding me now? My God is awesome. He can move what? Mountain. He's bigger than... Are you understanding me, friend? So, when he takes his eyes away from Goliath and puts his eyes on this awesome God, David says, I'm not the one going down. You are the one going down. Are you understanding me, friends? Because now, that one is trying to bring what? Fear. But the vision of God is giving him what? Faith. There are some things you shall do. Not because you qualify on paper. Are you understanding, friends? But because the word of God qualifies you. Come on, give Billy a hand and give my brother there a big hand. Just appreciate you, my brother. Am I, am I talking to somebody here? When Peter saw the wind, had the waves. He looked at the boat. He looked at Jesus. And he asked himself. What am I doing here? That's doubt. He began to sing. But he was clever. Before he went completely down. He called on the name of the Lord. And whosoever. Am I, the, am I in the right group here? The Bible says, and whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be oh! Somebody say amen. He cries and says what? Lord, save me. Look at verse 31. Alive verse 31. How does it begin? And oh! King James says, and suddenly. Someone say and Come on, do that. And ah, look, look for some faith there. And ah, like that. And immediately. Ha! And somebody say, Well, your miracle shall come. Your healing shall come. Your breakthrough shall come. Your promotion shall come. When others are thinking, another two years. See, you are sleeping again. Tell them to stop sleeping. When people think that your business needs another five years, eh? When people think you must work in this company for ten years, eh? I'm talking to somebody here. When people still think you are a junior engineer, eh? Your breakthrough comes. I release a breakthrough here. Suddenly. Let it come upon your business. And Jesus reached out and caught him. What does he say? Oh, you of little faith. Why did you do what? Fear causes you to doubt. That's what the enemy wants. Number one, he doesn't know what you're thinking. He doesn't know what God is planning to do in your life in the days to come. Don't allow him to cheat you. Only God's under, God understands. Amen? Amen? Two things to deal with fear. I told you, I taught you about one yesterday. 
reach out for your testimonies. Reach out for your what? He told, David told Saul, the Lord delivered me from the lion and the bear. And the same God who delivered me from the lion and the bear shall deliver me from this man. I want you to know it doesn't matter who you are. You have a testimony in your life you can fall back to. But Bishop, I'm not yet born again. I know if you are here today, you are alive listening to me. You have a testimony that the grace of God has kept you alive. Because he says in 2 Timothy 2.13, even when we are faithless, God remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. He did not allow you to die so that you can come to this day so that I can talk to you. That's the story of the young man in, Luke, in Mark chapter 9 whom was, whose father brought him to the disciples but they could not help him. Remember that story? And then Jesus appears on the scene and he says, what's going on here? says, I brought my son whose demon possessed your disciples that they have been unable to help him. Jesus says, bring him to me and says, what has been going on? And the father gives that testimony. The devil has thrown him in the fire and the water trying to kill him. But Lord, if you can do anything, please help us. Are you seeing those? And wherever it seizes him, go back, go back to verse 19. Verse 19. He answered. Now, I'm looking for that story where the father gives his testimony. He's 18. Yeah, wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams in the mouth and gnashes teeth and becomes rigid to your, uh, to your disciples. Now, I'm looking for the water and the, and the fire. It was what verse? It's not there. You'll find it. I thought it's there. I'm not seeing water and fire in this particular translation. It's verse 17. You see, I don't have my Bible here. Now, okay, just leave it. What I'm trying to tell you, look at me. Leave that scripture alone. We shall find it in another translation. What I'm trying to say is that the father is giving a testimony. This boy would have died many years ago. But God preserved him until Jesus came. So if you are here and are not even born again, God has preserved you until we meet today. So each one of us has a testimony. So like David, you can reach into your testimony, kid, and pick up a story. Hallelujah. And just declare for yourself, like I taught you yesterday, if God did it that time, he can do it today. If he did it there, he can do it here. If he did it with somebody else, if it's not your testimony, listen to somebody else's testimony. If he could do it for that person, he can do it for me. Because God is not partial. He's not a respecter of persons. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Let me close this session. <laughs> you are saying no. <laughs> Paul, they are saying we don't close this session. That we continue and continue and continue. Me, you know, me, I, me, I can continue until around one o'clock. Then I've got a flight to catch. I need to go back to Nairobi. Because by this time I'm supposed to be on air. <laughs> I'm doing live live. Live, I'm preaching live on television for two hours tomorrow in Nairobi. On Citizen TV. You can catch it on DSTV. I'll be live on Citizen tomorrow. 
So where was I before I went to tomorrow? From 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock. 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Where was I before I went to Citizen TV? Five. <laughs> no, I said, let me make one more point. We take a break, all right? Get a cup of tea or a soda, then we come back and finish this session. Is that right? The beautiful thing is that when David saw Goliath, he made a declaration of what he shall do to him. Now, that's the language of faith. Can I say that again? He made a declaration of what he shall do to him. He did not fumble, he did not beat about the bush, but he made a declaration of what he shall do to him. Somebody say amen. I say somebody say amen. amen. You must learn to declare what you shall do. David just told Goliath, today I shall fix you. I shall cut off your head. I shall feed your flesh to the birds of the air. He's giving, he's declaring what shall happen. Somebody say amen. amen. Are you seeing that? This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. And I will. Are you seeing those words? And I will strike you. And take your head off from you. And this day, I'll give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistine to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth. And all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. What a declaration. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at your neighbor. Push them gently and tell them, neighbor, I dare you. I dare you. Declare what you, where you are going. Isn't that what Peter Ogan told you? Write it down. Ha. If you have not written your dream, write it down. If you have not written your vision, write it down. Habakkuk is told, eh, Pastor Jairus, write it down on a tablet. Make it so plain. Make it so clear that whosoever reads it will begin to run. Not out of fear, but run with that vision because it is so clear. Somebody talk to me here. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, write it down. Make it so plain. That whosoever reads your dream, whosoever reads your vision, can begin to rhyme with it. Are you understanding me, friends? Begin to declare where you are going. Don't be afraid. But Bishop, it is pride. It's not pride. You see, I'll come and teach you in the next session. You must understand that thou shalt decree a thing. And it shall be established for you. Look at me, and I want to teach you something. You are, you are the best prophet to yourself. Amen. Amen. Learn to prophesy to yourself. Don't wait for people to prophesy to you, and then they ask you for money. You prophesy to yourself and keep the money. Amen. I'm trying to teach you how to save your money now, and you're not even saying amen. So some of you are addicted to water and oil. And salt and soap and shampoo from preachers. It's a tragedy when you see women losing their hair because of they're addicted to hands being laid until the hair is disappearing. One of the reasons I like come to inspire is because we don't have a lot of falling people. I'm a Pentecostal preacher. I've seen people fall. This falling business, we made them fall in 1971, 72, 73. In Uganda here, yeah, we used to come with jokes. People used to fall. 
I'm not saying people don't fall. You can fall under the power. But you don't give me a courtesy fall. Because some of you must give a picture. Even before they touch it, you just go down. What are, what, are, what, what are you doing? So I tell people, me, I'm not a wrestler. I'm a teacher of the word of God. If God is not touching you and making you fall, please don't fall. Stay where you are. And even when I pray for people in my church, when I pray for people in my church, I tell them, if you feel like you want to fall, don't fall here. Walk back and go and fall back there. Now you, you, can, you can walk back and go and fall back there. You don't have to fall here. You go back and fall there. So I can continue doing what God has told me to do. And you are falling there. You are mixing your legs on your own there. Without attracting attention here. Somebody say amen. amen. Declare. Someone say declare. Someone say prophesy. The Holy Spirit comes through that you are a young man and your young women shall do what? Prophesy. But prophets are few. No prophets are few. But 1 Corinthians 14 says, for all of you can prophesy one by one. Amen. Can I say that again? 1 Corinthians 14. I think it's verse 30 or 31. Find if you can get it quickly. Paul says, for all of you can prophesy. How many? One by one. What does it say? For you, are you, I see it in the Bible. For you can all prophesy. How many? One by one. That all may learn and all may be encouraged. So the first victim of your prophecy should be yourself. Not some of you feel prophets are those who come and say, That says the Lord. Tomorrow there shall be no rain. That's a weather forecast metropolitan. Metrological department fellow. He's not a prophet. That's prediction. Somebody talk to me here. <laughs> Prophecy is not necessarily telling you what shall happen. No, 1 Corinthians 14, look at verse 3. Put, put up verse 3 very quickly. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3. What does he see? He who prophesies, come on, you are reading with me. He who prophesies, what does he do? Speaks what? Edification and exhortation. And comfort to men. Do you need some encouragement? I said, do you need some encouragement? Yes. Prophesy to yourself. Oh, yes. Do you need to build yourself? Prophesy to yourself. Hello? Do you need to be built on the inside? Prophesy to yourself. New Testament prophecy is for encouragement, for comfort, and for building. You don't to come and say, Thou says the Lord. Sister Mary, Sister Mary. You shall marry Joseph. No, come on. Get, get out of those. Those are not prophecies. Those, those are people who have sat over a cup of Lumonde. And Vinyewa just decided, you know, I want to marry Mary, but I don't know how to talk to her. So can you give her a prophecy for me? If you want to marry a girl, just talk to her. Stop prophesying. Just talk. Just talk. If she says no, move on. Go and talk to another one. Don't bind her. Just move on. I bind you for refusing. Nobody shall ever marry you. Shut up. Change your attitude. Go and talk to another person. Or even try and talk to her another time. You press on. And even talk to her again. She, when she's in a better mood. Maybe found her on, 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 off-site. Where was I before I went to this boy-girl talk? Hallelujah. Prophecies for encouragement. Prophecies for building. Prophecies for comfort. Are you understanding, friends? 
David declared what he will do. I challenge you, write your vision down. Whoever reads it, let them run. And if they come and say, I've read your vision. Oh, it's true. Tell them, shut up. It's my vision. Write yours. Don't let people discuss and discourage you. I like Jesus. In Mark chapter 8, verse 31. Look about Jesus. Look at, at Jesus. In Mark chapter 8, verse 31. Mark chapter 8, verse 31. This is Jesus. He's the, talking about his life. What does he say? We are reading it together. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed. He's prophesying. Are you understanding? Jesus is declaring, you know what? One of these days, you will see me arrested. You will see me persecuted. You will even see me beaten. You will see me rejected. You will even see me killed. But don't write me off. Wait until the third day. I don't know who I was sent to talk to here. I was sent to talk to somebody here. Are you understanding me, friends? There will be a wilderness between here and where you are going. So you need to tell people, if you see me suffer, it's for a season. I know where I'm going. I know what the Lord has said about me. I know I'm getting on the other side. There will be a storm on the seas. But you know what? I'm going through the storm. Somebody talk to me here. Are you understanding, friends? So if you see me arrested, don't pity me. If you see me rejected, don't write me off. Even if you see me suffer, don't write me off. Even if you see me die, don't write me off. Watch my grave. On the third day, I will rise. Somebody, I came to prophesy to somebody here. Don't give up because of a few impediments between here and the dream that God has given to you. Listen to me, tell somebody if you see me even declared bankrupt between here and there, don't write me off because as long as I'm still alive, I shall pick myself up. I shall rise up in the name of the Lord. I shall pursue and say like St. Paul, this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind me and I'm pressing on towards the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus and I don't count myself as though I've already attained it but I know I shall somebody say amen push it out to the neighbor I shall make it what happens between here and there is not in your hands but I trust in God someone talk to me here I say I trust in God I shall go through I shall overcome I shall establish my career I shall establish my business I shall build a family Mind that. How come I come this side you keep quiet? I say I shall build a family. I shall not die single. I shall not die without children. I shall be a mother. I shall be a father. I shall be a grandfather. My children shall finish school. They shall am I the right church here? When they finish school, they shall get jobs. They shall get married at the right time. I shall be a grandfather. The devil is a liar. God punished the devil and his mother-in-law because I'm going where God says. Somebody say amen. Declare where you are going and tell people don't you write me off. 
you may hear i lost my job don't write me off you may hear i lost even my child don't write me off you may hear there's a tragedy that hit me don't write me off i know where i am going and i shall get there in jesus name you go for your break you'll pick up after 30 minutes